Welcome one and all to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 60, talking about NES and old school gaming. Yes, sir. Yep. On today's podcast, we've uh, we've got a pretty good lineup for you guys to talk about the old school gaming NES. But first, before we get into the main part of the podcast, we got a few uh, pretty cool items to get out of the way. The first thing, No Man's Sky just released another video now no man's sky has been teasing us all this time with with oh you know we have this procedurally drawn game randomizing planets and creatures and space and it sounds really cool but it's like okay we've seen you know footage of it but they're like all right now here's some gameplay we had uh two gameplay trailers one space exploration uh exploration in general and two combat and it looks it looks really freaking cool. I mean, you have this like Omni tool that can help you mine and shoot things, and uh, you can also blast off from a planet that's randomly generated. You pop into up into the stars. But what we didn't know that we know now is that you're going to be fighting. Uh, there's pirates, and there's also this organization or matrix like thing called the Sentinels. They're they're this group that wants to keep order in the universe so you going to planets exploring things uh, doing what you will is not a part of their plan so they're coming to stop you so there's certain things you do in the game that'll trigger events there's also quest lines and and it looks it looks pretty cool it's like okay so it's not just a spacey exploration fun thing you know because oh we have this really cool engine and this really cool feature everything's procedurally drawn just means everything is randomized and you know it'll go on forever but there's actual purpose to this now and what Hello Games is saying now is that the game will unfold as the player keeps on playing. They're not giving away what the story is yet, but there is a story, there is a narrative, but it'll unfold as the player goes on. And I think that's really cool. I mean, like, did, like I think I'm, yeah. ex- I'm excited for the game. I'm pumped for this game. Me I kind of wish it came out when it was supposed to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that, um, and hopefully it keeps true with that, that the story unravels as you play the game and you don't have to get the story or the lore from, like, other sources like other games have done. Oh, you mean like um, Overwatch? I didn't want to say it. <laughs> you <laughs> said it. I don't care. I didn't want to say it. Fight me, but yeah, you. like like uh, Pulverwatch. But yeah, the game the game that rhymes with Pulverwatch. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Like the video, I actually made very reminiscent of, especially the combat video, made very reminiscent of of um, Colony Wars. Hmm. Like Ooh. I know I bring it up every single time, but it, Colony Wars was such a great space fighter you know it just it's what we all wanted like space combat you flying around your ship shooting shit and that what that's what it looks like to me it makes me reminds me of that and of course a little bit of halo a little bit of this a little bit of that because you have to fight on the ground so i'm excited to see it and now even though we don't know much about it do you know if we can like join the pirates or are we against (laughs) of course you would want to join the pirates Uh, there's, there's no mention of that yet from Hello Games. Uh, the only thing is that, uh, you'll be fighting pirates and you'll also be fighting the Sentinel people and, not people, but you don't know where they are. They're, they're beings, they're, they're huge, like, tripods, they're, like, machine-looking stuff, there's, there's space, but, yeah, other than that, we, we really don't know. I mean, uh, in the gameplay video, they were showing, um, that there were objectives, like, like, kill this many pirates, and it's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Because we hadn't seen it before. We just saw that it was a space exploration game that looked pretty cool. And I was like, oh, wait, there's a narrative now. Awesome. And uh, I and I don't know how, like, 
supposedly you start off the game on a randomly generated planet, and supposedly, and I say supposedly because this is information that's leaked over over this long period of time that we've been talking about this game and looking at this game. So when I say supposedly, it's because I'm trying to remember stuff that has come out a long time ago. So supposedly, you start off on a planet. Like Dave starts off on a planet. Greg starts off on a planet. We apparently don't start off on the same one. It's all random, but we can meet up. Sounds really cool. And it looks also looks like there are either different ships or you can customize your ship because in the gameplay trailer, they show the cockpit of the ship and you dogfighting and then it cuts over to, you know, some more shots of stuff. And uh, and then it looks like, um, you know, like there's a different structure to the cockpit of the ship. And I was like, wait a minute, is that a completely different ship or can you kind of Kingdom Hearts gummy ship this thing and put different parts inside? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, cool. completely different cockpit. So I, I can see it already. I can see it already. The three of us playing. So knowing my luck and how everything works, like the three of you assholes or two of you assholes rather are going to be start off like somewhere around the same planet. I'm going to be somewhere like on a junk planet somehow. And like <laughs> junk planet. We're on like a paradise planet so, and you're like on some junk planet. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. We're like, I have to like forge an axe, have a piece of metal and just you're fight on, with like, that somehow. The Wally planet. <laughs> Where's Dave? He's on a junk planet. Oh, do we go get him? I don't know. But like, your ships would be all nice and pristine and pretty and, you know, by the way, you guys game. Serge will have something that's really strong and overpowered and fast. <laughs> Greg will have something that's like Millennium Falcon doesn't look pretty but can do a lot of damage. I'm going to have a Mad Max ship. I can see it already. Like something nice. that's just like duct taped together. If we can do <laughs> stuff like that anyway. Duct tape together, put there, just, yeah. That would be awesome. And, and it's, it's cool say. to see the different variety of planets. Supposedly, you can mine for materials. So I'm like, okay, if you can mine for stuff, that means you can build things. What can you build? Can you build bases? Can you go to a different planet, build a base, and be like, hey, guys, come to my fort? You know? That'd be awesome. If so, <laughs> I'm definitely going to, to a snow planet and building the rebel base. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm building the rebel base. Hoth. Absolutely. Hoth system. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to build a house that is a replica of the old school Megazord. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. That, that would be my dream right All there. All right, Halo Games, you've made you made this interesting-looking IP. Let us do these things that we're imagining right Let us do it. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Or, or to build like, your own Death Star. Like how amazing or Castle Grayskull. Oh, yes. Ooh, That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. Right there. Like I, I would yeah. I would love if you can have that kind of freedom. Like I would love to I would love oh, to yeah. pop in the game and it's like uh like oh hey Greg, where, where are you? It's like, "Oh, I'm over here in this part of the space." Okay, cool. I'm like, "Wait, are you by that moon?" He's like, "No, it's no moon." I'm like, "Wait, that's no moon." <laughs> it's a, <laughs> that's it's no a moon. space station. That's a space station. <laughs> oh, space station booster big. Let's go. <laughs> And Surge is just like I've got a bad feeling. It's about like, this. and then we have to find, then we have to find plans to destroy them somehow. Yeah. You know, like get like spies no, in I'm, there. Yeah, before that, like, like, like I'm going up to it, and like you, you, you cut to the video clip of of, uh, <laughs> of Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day going inside oh the, <laughs> the alien ship, but it's like Greg's <laughs> moon base. Da, da. <laughs> like, damn, Greg, look at this. It's crazy. Anyway, if all that's not in the game, it still looks pretty cool. I know. If there's no Jeff Goldblum in that game, I will be. Yeah, Hello Games. If there's no Jeff Goldblum <laughs> coming to your office, oh man, and it's cool that it's it's an indie game. It's not a AAA title. That's the thing. It's an indie game. No, that's yeah. It's crazy. It's gotten so big, so immensely big. Um, speaking of big things, one of, one of the biggest things in the nerd world is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Star Wars Celebration Europe passed this pa- went be- this past weekend. Um, now, one of the things that's great about it is they always have some type of thing they reveal, you know? 
Serge and I experienced a couple things. We went to like in um, Anaheim, but this year it was the leak, the trailer for Rogue One. Um, now the trailer was recently leaked all over the interwebs, um, and what the trailer shows us is a little bit more scenes from the movie. It doesn't really show us much, which like which I kind which I like. You know, we know like that the rebels are stealing the plans because it's part of the story. But we still don't know other aspects of the story, no spoilers and like that, which is kind of nice. Um, but what it does show at the end, which was confirmed a while ago, but which double confirms it, is we hear Darth Vader breathing at the end of the clip, Dude. at the end of the trailer. Um, now, again, the trailer was leaked. It was played over at Star Wars Celebration. Um, and it was leaked recently. So that tells me... Pretty soon, we're going to get the actual official trailer from Lucasfilms from Star Wars. Um, and if you look back at other trailers that were leaked, it was, it was that, that way with Deadpool. It was like that with... X-Men. Um, X-Men, thank you. It was like that with X-Men. Anytime it was leaked, within a week or so, we got the actual trailer. So, yeah, all the studios like, oh no, it's uh, Think Scramble. Go put the official one out. Like, they can't have that kind of power. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... That's the only reason why I didn't do anything with it, because it's like, the real one's coming eventually, and I have a feeling it's going to be either this weekend, which is going to be, a, am assuming, a big box office weekend for something, you know, or at least sometime soon we're going to get that actual trailer showing up. And the tra- yeah. I, But, I, I mean, like to- it makes me excited. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I'd like to think it's like a, a lowly intern that leaks these things, <laughs> and he just, like, is sticking it to the man. He's like, pay me so little, <laughs> and he hits the button, and he just goes... Now we wait. Your move, big budget Hollywood. And they go, you're fired. And it's just like, good move. It's like, damn it, Jerry, we totally know it's you. Okay. We traced it back. <laughs> like, like, work for experience. I have student loans, assholes. How do you like this? It's like, dude, we're Disney. We traced it to you. You were, you were, you were, you're on the grid. We traced it to you. Oh man, but but the the trailer <laughs> that they did release um, at the celebration reel is still pretty cool. The one with the like the behind the scenes look, you can see the cameras panning. Dude, oh the, yeah, the, the absolutely. Sh- the shot absolutely. of the stormtroopers walking like uh, in the water on the beach. I, I, oh my god! Like oh, I god, want that yeah. as like a painting. Yeah. It's like a really cool painting. It's it's so badass looking. Oh my god! Like this 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 movie looks awesome. It, it looks like the wars in Star Wars, and and he. You know what I like, though? The best part about it, not to cut you off, is that a lot of people don't like this. I love this at the fact that they're not going to have an opening scroll, opening title like the other Star Wars movies. The movie's just going to start like any other movie, and it's a good idea. Like, let the Star Wars, the episode movies, the episodic movies, let those be epic. Let those have the scrolling text that we all grew up with, you know? Let the, like, Star Wars story movies open up like how they're going to op- open up. You know what I mean? Cause like a lot of star Wars stuff didn't do it. Like for instance, like um, clone wars didn't do like an opening scroll. They did, you know, and star Wars rebels didn't do one. either. Yeah. Well, the, the clone wars three animated movie did, but the series did but not. The series but they, didn't. Yeah. Right. The series didn't, but they comp, they, they kind of did. They didn't actually have that iconic thing, but it's just had that like legend of Korra, yeah, the op- like the opening. <laughs> yeah. Anakin is being taken over. Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and here we go. But on Korra, it was fine. I don't know. It's Maybe it's just the guy doing it. I don't know. I, I, I just think you have that, like, Clone Wars hate, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for that much. Yeah. Like, it was it was literally just as annoying on I, I am. Them. I think yeah, it's, I, it, it would feel like it was, like, the same Yeah, thing. I, I am <laughs> excited, though. I'm actually, like, looking forward to seeing uh, the new Star Wars Rebels uh, season. 
It looks. It looks. Yeah. Th- yeah. I didn't even finish season yes. three yet, but like the season three promos are Dude. getting me hyped up. Like I have to like go right through, barrel right through <laughs> it all. You, you know? know. You know what I found funny about the season three trailer though, which I thought was hilarious. I even said it as soon as I saw it when I come back, came back from camping. Ezra cut his hair, and the first thought I went through my mind is, "Wow, they listened to Surge. Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> that's what I thought too. Because that's the thing. That's the thing you hated the most was this Play-Doh hair, and I'm like. They listen to Surge. These guys listen to us. We're on their radar, you know? Like, they cut Ezra's fucking hair. So, but yeah. yeah. And we also get, um, what's his name? Thrawn? Yeah, like Thrawn. Oh, Mar- yeah, Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We get him, which is which is great because he's supposed to exist in this time period, some yep. somewhere between all of this. So, we get to see him, which is awesome. So, that means we'll probably see, like, other like classic characters from like Dixon Universe, like hopefully we can see like Darth Bane or we hear about Darth Revan. That's what's you so know, cool. Like, it's like, yeah, like, they, they took from 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 the from the books and they expanded with with Thrawn, putting him in there because he's such a badass character, and and it's cool because he's a chiss. Like the Empire doesn't employ like, aliens, but like here he was a chiss, but he's such a calculated killer. Like he's so badass. Like he he's he's so many steps ahead of you. He he's he's like cold and calculating. He knows what to do. Like his his lines are awesome. The way he carries himself is amazing. Like he he's a proper villain, an absolute proper. So like the, the fact that they put him in here, I was like, wow. Like can can rebels really really handle this? I mean, like I I would I would have like a you know put him in like a different kind of series not put him in star wars rebels created something else and then put him in there but i'm like because to me like star wars rebels has like kid gloves i mean obviously and you know the whole thing where they made it just to sell toys but uh yeah you know they, they cut off ezra's play-doh hair so that's not a part of the toy anymore but um yeah I, I, or it's, it's to it. sell more yeah. toys because now you have buzz cut <laughs> buzz cut ezra. ezra his hair is interchangeable uh-huh. with removable and sabine hair. has a new hair color also so there's yeah, that but Oh yeah, yeah. They did that like after, right after season one, though. Like I have the uh, Disney Infinity toy, and I'm staring at. It's like that's not your hair <laughs> color anymore. But I do like do the that? darker tone that they're taking with this uh, this new season. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the, they're following what they did in Clone Wars, which was it was all bright and sunshine and rainbows and sky oh, guys God, and no, snips no, and all this. Don't bring that back. God. And then after oh. like after a couple seasons, it's like holy shit! Like you know. That's Darth the Maul resurfaces. <laughs> it's funny how Darth Maul just like is the overtone for darkness in yes. Star Wars, like in Clone so Wars good. and now in uh, Rebels too. As soon as he shows up, it's just but, like this this overcast happens. But it makes the most sense if you think okay. about it. Like Darth Maul of all of them, other than Vader, Darth Maul really embodies like that of a Sith. You know, his oh, yeah. own anger kept him alive if he got cut in half. Yep. You know. And, like, he was fueled by rage through all the fucking Clone Wars, you know? And even now, he's coming back because he has this rage. It's the same thing. It's what the Sith is. They, you know, they're, they're low for a bit. They hide in the shadows and they just come back up. Oh, and yeah. Fuck shit up. And that's what... He embodies that. Darth Maul is, like, a true Sith Lord. Not saying... Not taking away from Vader or Palpatine, but... He embody he's the embodiment. And what's of cool the is Sith, that um, uh, oh, during I, I during Star Wars celebration in Europe, uh, during the Ray Park panel, he he was asked about it, like, hey, have you been keeping up with it? And he was like, you know, I thought it was cool that they brought him back because he was like, you know, people have been brought back in Star Wars. You know, there's like there's Force Ghosts and stuff. But he was like, I I wouldn't think they would bring back Darth Maul, and especially in that way. So he he's seen the the Clone Wars with his kids, and and now that he sees it in Rebels, he's like, this is really cool because like Maul's like coming back and he's he's popular. He's still popular and. Ray Park is like it's really cool oh, yeah. to see all that, and I was like, "Yeah, Ray Park, I met you. You're awesome." 
<laughs> well, it's, it's not a surprise that Darth Ball gets all this love. He was, in my opinion, the originator of an alternate lightsaber. Up until that movie, it had just been, it's a sword that's a laser, and that's it. That's all you get. There's no dual wielding. There's no you know double hilts. There's none of that. It's just you get the one, and that's it. And all of a sudden, he's just doing it normal, and that second like <laughs> shows up, and you're just like... You're like, they changed the game. It's done. That's it. And now anything can happen. So I think that's a lot of the part. And he looks bad ass with that. Like, I know it's his skin, but it's like yeah. war paint, essentially. It's a war paint skin tone, which is sick. Well, no, like his red. skin tone is actually like red. Are, but yeah, the black is like, like they're like tribal tattoos and yeah. shit. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so of course, you know, he's all like tattooed up, which means he went through all this fucking pain for tribal tattoos. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like he's like in his race, they're built. For combat and just <laughs> so, yeah, I can do this all day, guys. Let's get, <laughs> I can do this all day. We should go with something else. Yeah, we're gonna be here. We yeah, we have another Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. It's, it's <laughs> another Star Wars Star podcast. Wars. Star Wars. It never ends. <laughs> and uh, another thing that I hope will never end are the Telltale series. Now these 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 people, okay, they know how to weave a story. And I thought at one point that Bioware was the yes. only company who could successfully do this and keep everybody engaged from the beginning of an IP to the end. But here we got Telltale. And and what are they doing now? They're doing um, their Batman. take on Batman, which is Forget interesting because up until this point, it's been newer IPs that they've really been kind of touching with the exception of Back to the Future. Um, and I guess Bone too, but like you know, Walking Dead has been really popular. They did a couple seasons of that. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands is, in my opinion, one of their best ones. Uh, and you know, uh, Fables as well, which is A Wolf Among Us. For those of you who don't know, based on the comic book Fables by Bill Will Willingham. Uh, anyways, Batman is going to be starring Troy Baker, uh, and I can't. Well, Laura Bailey as well, who actually were the leads on Tales from the Borderlands. So that's going to be really cool. That they oh. brought those guys back. Troy Baker will be playing Batman slash uh, Bruce Wayne, and Laura Bailey will be playing Catwoman slash Selina Kyle. So that's a really cool kind of team up. Uh, the whole thing about this though is your what they're saying on their website, Telltale Games. Uh, your Actions don't just affect Batman or Bruce Wayne. It affects Gotham City, which is interesting. No shit. Because thus far, it's only like in these games, you only really affect like a maybe two or three degree circle around your character. And that's it. The world remains relatively unchanged. Um, another key difference in here, which I didn't put on the article because it just dawned on me. I don't think this game is happening in continuity with Batman which is kind of a different from what Telltale does. Back to the Future is in continuity. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands is in continuity. Uh, even The Walking Dead is, is said to be in continuity for the comics. So it's interesting that they're kind of stepping away from that in order to give themselves more freedom and more of a way to change Gotham, whether it be for the, for the better or for the worse. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's coming out in August for digital download for um, this season. Well, I guess it's, it's going to be season one. And in September, they're doing a disc-based release. But the rest of the episodes will not be available. Only uh, episode one, which would have been released a month prior. And what they do is they just let you download the rest of the episodes as they come out. 
So two different ways to kind of get this content. Although the disc-based content doesn't make sense because the whole point you get a disc is because you don't <laughs> want to download off the internet, which is kind of an old school mentality, but now they got to do the both. So I don't know. You're paying five extra bucks for a disc and pretty cover art, I guess. I'm pumped for this. I can't wait. Uh, I can't, especially can't wait to stream it on bedtime stories. Dude, it, it, so it, look, it looks good, awesome. especially oh, that, yeah, you know, it's its own fun. thing. And even if they're on in, going in any continuity, you can, like, go in the Batman verse and just take stories and be like, all right, we're telling this yeah. story. And it'll, it'll be amazing. And it looks... It's got that, that that telltale aesthetic, which is great, and it, it it goes so well with Batman. You know, like the The Walking Dead, I was like, ah, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, Borderlands it worked well, obviously, but for Batman, I was like, wow, this this looks good. <laughs> it, it looks like it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it keeps up with a lot of their um, their serious tones, which is I, I like it, but it's a little too much. That's why I kind of took a break from the Walking Dead series on uh, on bedtime stories. But like, like the, for me, Tales from the Borderlands is just the perfect mix of drama, Dramedy. comedy, and action. So, yeah, I mean, comedy is the key on it in there. And, and Back to the Future has been proving to be a similar way as well. So that's really exciting. Uh, but yeah, like I said, can't wait for this to come out. It's going to be August digital release. Or if you like to have the disc sitting fancy on your shelf, it'll be September for you guys. All right, everyone, that's all the nerd news. Right now, we're going to get into the main portion of the podcast, talking about NES and old school gaming. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the main portion of the Bad Cody Funky podcast. Issue number 60. Today we're talking about NES and old school gaming in our generation. We have come up with gaming and we've seen it change for better and for worse, but it's been it's been a crazy ride being a kid and uh, and seeing in the beginning for, for consoles for our generation was was the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Guys, what, what was your first... Uh, First meeting, first exploration into Nintendo gaming with the NES. What was the first time you saw or even just like picked up a controller for the NES? So we were living in Jersey at the time, and my brother had his best friend named Como. Um, and these guys, they the two of these like bastards did everything together. We were a Sega house, Como was a Nintendo house. You know, we were like, we were, we had separate houses like Harry Potter, just, you know, 10 points to Gryffindor. But, um, I remember first seeing, cause I was used to the Sega Master System. The controller was, you know, here was a system control and the, um, cartridge goes on top. We went to Como's house and I just see this little like gray box and I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's my Nintendo. So he opens it and like the cartridge like slid through and went down and it started. I'm like, what is this wizardry? Holy crap! And the first game I played on there was oh, um, nice. Duck Hunt, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was Duck Hunt. And I was like, this is phenomenal. And I was like, maybe like, what, four or five, probably? Like, I can't even tell you how old I was, but I just remember that was my first time playing it. And I think the cartridge I played had blow, had both Duck Hunt and like Mario Brothers on it. It was like the yeah. dual one. Yeah that, yeah, that came with it. Yeah. 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 That, that was uh, my first one as well. Uh, I remember being a young child of the age of I don't remember and (laughs) 
I remember I remember like going into this like at the time there's a side room which was our TV room our living room and we go downstairs and I just like see this like gray and like beige box sitting on top of it and I was like no you didn't and I remember just like jumping in and trying to play duck hunt with a controller and I was like I don't get this game this is stupid and then I remember um because my parents hid the gun from me and then I remember playing really yeah I, and then I finally got it back at some point I mean what what they thought was too violent or something oh god yeah, god you know, like like parents you know like especially like so I'm like I'm the oldest and my brother's a couple years younger and, and my brother was alive at this point but they're still very like protective can't do this can't watch the simpsons can't do any of this stuff uh, like, not the simpsons. the simpsons wow the simpsons yeah what? yeah she didn't like bart Shut bart would be a bad influence <laughs> my mom thought so too <laughs> yeah um anyways so yeah i'm sitting there like playing it and mario is just like what is going on and then like i accidentally found out like the secret where you can jump over the second sewer level and find those pipes uh. and i was like you can break the system <laughs> money 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 and ever since then, it's just been like, it's kind of been the the collectible whore in me, just kind of like, you know, hitting every single brick with with my head, going between every single nook and cranny, trying to see what else you have in there. And it really did like fuel a lot of my exploration and uh, imagination for not just games, but really any other thing that I'm really kind of working on. So it's this definitely is true. Really cool. I, I've seen you in person smack your head against bricks. So it's true. You know, I do. I do. It's no what, coins it's what you do. Out. But one yeah. of these days, a gold coin is going to come out of there, and then we'll be laughing. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was uh, I, I was at a daycare in uh, in in Miami, and um, anyway, like I went into into this like this uh, this it, it was a game room, but it was it was a board game room, and there was a TV set up in the corner, and I remember I remember that everyone was uh, was was in the pool, and I went inside for some reason. I don't know. I had like a, like a calling. I heard a choo 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 cha cha cha. But uh, maybe that's the wrong soundbite. Anyway, so <laughs> did you get I, murdered shortly there? Right, like what? I had to like, uh, then kill everybody. No, it's not. It's not murder, death, kill. Uh, yeah, so everyone's in the pool. I, I went. I went inside, right? And then for some reason, like uh, I was like, oh, there's a TV in the corner, and there's like this this box there, and it was hooked up. And I remember, I remember, I remember this as as a kid, as a little little kid, like back in the day in the early '90s. And uh, and I walked up to it, and there was just like this this thing on the screen, and I really didn't know what it was but i picked up the it was all instinct i picked up the controller and i just started just like pressing buttons and i was just like oh this is really cool this is like really freaking cool and uh i remember it was it was mario and i remember i was moving mario around and like the world was like really bright and colorful and like all, all like the, the the noises were, were going on and, all, and every time I, I remember when i hit the jump button it was he you know and you hear the and i was like whoa what I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" So I kept hitting as a kid. I was like, "Whoa, what?" And then, uh, and then one of the counselors came in. It was like, "Oh, hey, you're supposed to be outside." And I looked at him like, "What is this?" And he was like, "Oh, that's that's a Nintendo." And I was like, "What? Like, what is that?" I I remember this because it was such it was such a huge thing, and um and I remember just being so confused. I just I had no idea what this was. And there was like a device attached to a TV, okay, but there's this like thing this like recreational thing that i'm playing with you know because we had board games and you play outside and stuff like that and all of a sudden like there's this you know i don't remember seeing commercials i don't remember hearing about it but i do remember as a kid just like picking it up and being in awe of this thing and i was just like what the hell and when uh, my parents picked me up i was just like like what what is that thing and they're like oh that's uh that's one of those like new game systems or whatever and like uh my, my dad would play games in the arcade and stuff and he was like oh you know it's it's you know it's in your home now you know before it was 
you know, in the arcade or whatever. And he, he was telling me how, you know, he used to play and stuff in the arcade, like all, all these, all these games and stuff like that. And I thought it was just a really cool thing. And then when my cousins got one, I was like, oh, there's that thing that I was playing with. And, uh, and they had the, the duck hunt Mario thing. And I remember my cousin hooking up the, the duck hunt and I was just like looking at the gun just in my hand, just moving it around. Like what, how does this work? And it's a plastic toy, but I aimed at the screen. So I aimed at the screen and I was like, how does it do that? How does it know where I'm shooting? <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm pressing it. And then I, you know, you're experimenting. So you, I put the gun all the way up to, to the screen, dink, and I start shooting. I took yeah. a few teeth, took a few steps back and, you know, just like go up to the screen again, dink. Put the like the gun right on the screen glass, and I'm just moving, and and then I start like going crazy. I start action rolling, hopping over the bed. I'm like, oh, what can what can it do? And I was like, oh, this thing's pretty cool. And my cousin was like, isn't that crazy? I just was in awe of this new technology. I was like, how does this work? My mind is being blown <laughs> into pieces. That still seems like magic to me. Can you imagine what it'd been like, just like being age we are now? You know, back in those days, where it's like. You went from playing, like your dad was saying, playing these games in the arcade. Now you're playing it at home. Can you imagine how fucking mind-blowing that was? Like, you were, playing, you were just at the mall, pumping quarters into a machine. Now you're at home, and you see the system with a little controller, and you can play this, the shit you were playing in the arcade game at home. It was mind-blowing. I remember, you know? I remember my uncle was like, yeah, you know, we got this for them and stuff. And, like, I remember him talking to my dad about it. Like, oh, you know, he works with like, a cartridge and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, he was like, oh, look, you take it out. And then he, and then I, I forget, I forget, like, who first showed us, like, how, like, you had to blow the cartridge. But, like, every kid, every kid learned that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, every I think it's kid. just in our DNA, right? Isn't that just how, like, evolution happens? <laughs> like, everyone just learns. <laughs> it's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no kid. No, but it's true though. It's yeah, like, like no how kid. did we all know that with no message boards? Seriously, no, no like, internet, no message boards. I don't know how it was taught, but for some reason, like every kid you know now from the '90s knew you knew like if the game wasn't working, blow the cartridge, do this, do that, and then, and then put it in, and it would work. And but we all know that it's crazy. Oh yeah. Or like we all knew like the the um, the uh, the code frame went up down left right A B start. You know everyone knew the Konami code. Yeah. Everyone knew this. Everyone knew that. Without like any type of like messages boards, nothing. And yeah, we had gaming magazines back in the day, like Game Pro or like Electronic Gaming Monthly and like Nintendo Nintendo Power, which was like a Nintendo phenomenal like, gaming magazine. Glove. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Power Glove. But like um, yeah, it's like we all knew this shit and we all like knew what to do, but like. No one ever shared it with us, you know, which was like incredible. And also, it, it was always like an urban myth that you hear these <laughs> things. It was like it, you know, it's like Serge's best friend's cousin's <laughs> girlfriend that, like, this guy once walked her dog four years ago said that you can actually, if you use the name Zelda in Legends of Zelda, you get a whole different kind of. <laughs> And you're like, what? And you do that, and you're like, oh my god, it's in reverse. It's like it's all that kind of stuff. It's just like you don't know if it's true, so you experiment to see if it is true. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Like the whole uh, in uh, Pokemon, they said you can find Mew in the American versions, which you could not. It was impossible. But there's a whole uh, urban myth where if you went to the SSN and you didn't get on it yet, but you had surf somehow, and you could go over to this truck, you can use strength to push it, and Mew's hiding <laughs> over there. 
Oh god, I love it. But who's really keeping yeah. track of that one? And it's and, and yeah, I think it was through word of mouth because we the internet wasn't really a thing back then. There wasn't YouTube. And you know, it must be crazy. Um, and I've seen you know like like videos online where where kids today are like, wait, like how'd you guys do stuff before Google, before the internet? Like I don't know, we we lived. <laughs> I don't know, you know, because yeah. it wasn't like our parents, you know, where where they really didn't have all this stuff. But like we were starting to come up with it. But somehow, like we knew all this, stuff. and especially like picking up games and picking up new games. You know, like I remember like going to the, the arcade and like, oh, yeah, you know, the, these arcade cabinets are like Nintendo games. You know, there'd be like like these helicopter games and stuff. And and as a kid, you go up to those and, and you just knew what to do. You knew how to control it. There was no tutorial. These games demanded skill. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those skill. the games that were like on like anything that was on Nintendo or NES, like up to that certain point, like arcade, even arcade games. They were trying to kill you. There was no just like, oh, let's help them through. Let's have a cutscene. No. They were trying to kill you. Like, it was never more apparent than when we went to, like, Barcade and we were playing some of these classic games. And it's like, I probably spent, like, $5 on one game alone. It was on the first fucking level. It's like, I used to be able to play this really good. What the hell happened? Because the game's trying to kill you. Like, kids nowadays will never know the defeat of missing one little tiny fucking block because of a small little like polygon you miss, you know, mm-hmm. they'll never know the defeat of that. They'll never know the defeat of seeing like the game over screen, that dreaded game over screen where you're out of lives <laughs> and you're out of continues. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, there are like, some games that do that, like, like dark souls, but that's for casuals. Um, but yeah, but like all, all the games, all the games, all these modern games, they have checkpoints, they have save points, but all the games back then you had to be good and you had to use up those quarters. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the it's it's an interesting time in gaming development too because there wasn't a consistent playstyle. There wasn't a way the controller was mapped out. You know what I mean? Like, you could have B B, you could have A B jump or B B jump. Like, you didn't have have to be one or the other. Where now we have this expectation of you know left joystick moves, right joystick looks around, uh, left trigger is aimed down your sights right trigger is aimed down your sights it's this uniformity that is making it easier for developers to really get into their games but also making their games easier like i remember there were a bunch of like like mappy land for nes for example burger time they had the worst controls in the world they were not responsive you would hit a button nothing would happen things like that and you would freak out you'd slam your controller but nintendo didn't give a shit nintendo (laughs) doesn't care it's just trying to kill you nintendo has one job and that's to make sure you do not get to the end of the game. And and I think that's been lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it really has. Because uh, a lot of these games now are very forgiving. Very forgiving. Back then it was like, nope, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't jump over this gap. Well, you're dead, stupid. It's like, all right, you jumped over that gap. Now you're going to defeat this monster. Oh, you jumped right into the monster. You're, you're dead, dummy. That's another life lost. And the game, the games were just so, I mean, look, <laughs> just look at, look at stuff like Battletoads. You know, like, oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah, one yeah. of what, what, what the most infamous games ever, ever made. And that game was punishing, like, especially when you get to like that lava level where you have to like go up and down and oh my god, and avoid things. Oh god, crazy bubble bobble, just 
Pitfall. I mean, uh, all all these crazy games where you have you got Bomberman. All these games where you have to be good. You have to use your brain. And the game sometimes often didn't teach you. There wasn't a tutorial in some of these things. You had to pick yeah. it up and start going. But the game taught you. And um, you know, like, oh, okay, if I go here and do this, okay, I die. All right, I can't do that. If I go here and do this, okay, I get over that. If I do this, now I die. Okay, cool. Now I have to go this. this, well, this let's that. not forget. Let's not forget these classic games had the probably the most golden thing you could have. A fucking manual in the box. The manual. The game. The manual, manual in the box. That was your only thing you had to help you through the game. It's like, all right, this button does this. That's what this means. It gives you a little bit of the story, you know, but it gives you just enough to play the game. And that's about it. There's nothing about survival or that. it just gives you just enough. And like, heaven forbid, if you like borrowed a game from a friend or you bought it used somehow back in these days and there was no manual, it's like, Fuck, you know, it's like I think of this. Shit, I gotta figure this shit out on my own now. Fuck, like that golden, beautiful, beautiful manual they just don't have anymore in games. Yeah, I, uh, also another another game. This is how hard these games were. There's a thing called Game Genie back game in the day. Remember Genie. that? Remember? Oh, oh yeah, oh, Game Genie. Where you could cheat, but you could only use three codes, and that's it. Three, um, and some of those codes used up two lines. So you could sometimes you could only use one or two cheats, and that's it. And uh, do you remember the original Ninja Turtles? Not like Turtles in Time, right? Yeah, the one before the that. Original, yeah. yeah, that one. I couldn't beat that Dude, game for don't... life. Me, I couldn't even beat that game with Game Genie. <laughs> Dude, it was that's hard. how hard these games are. You could cheat, but it didn't guarantee wow. you victory. It was crazy. Now the hardest one I ever remember playing was Rukari Warriors. Okay. It's like, so if I remember correctly, you have four lives, no continues, and you get killed in one shot. Hmm. That's all you had. There was no continues. I don't even think you gained a life. It's just four lives, and that's it. And you have to somehow go through the onslaught of this game. And originally, the thing, what the rumor was, that it was an arcade game first, and when it was ported over to Nintendo or ported to like the home systems, they kind of missed something where you didn't have, you know, they you're not. You don't have the ability to put in a quarter to, pl- to continue. That was a rumor, but no, it's just like, no, we're just not going to bring it over because that's how you play the game. You either beat it or you can't. And it's like, again, the games are trying to kill I remember you. like uh, jumping ahead to, to Genesis because that's, that's what I had personally growing up. Like my cousins had NES and stuff like that. But I remember like having the gaming manual for Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. And I was just like, oh, this is cool. And you can read about the characters. And I remember I remember like like getting it for my birthday. And then on the ride home, I was like reading the characters in the book and like seeing the illustrations and then like seeing the moves. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. The character moves. And and I, for some reason, I was like biased. And I was just like, oh, how do I, you know, it, it's funny now. But back then I was like, oh, like hold. What do you mean hold? You know, like hold away. Like, what are you talking about? Hold left and then hit. And I was like, what? I remember trying to do a psycho crush. And I was just like, what? It is. How do I? What do you mean? Because and, uh, and I, I missed that about the old school gaming too. Because a lot of those concepts were new. You know, like how to do a Hadouken. You know, we all know how to do one now. We can do it easy in our sleep. But back then, I was just like, huh? Hadouken? What? <laughs> like this motion and that. Well, the thing about like the thing about the games back in the day, my brother always told me what made him hard was nowadays to do a Hadouken or do like any like the special moves. You just have to kind of like sort of get it, and it'll like he'll they'll yeah. do the move. But back in the day, my brother said you had to do it exact exactly, timing. like exact exactly timing. like how yeah. they're supposed to do it. And again, the old arc, arc, old school like arcade ca- cabinets, there was no 
There was nothing that tells you how to do the move. So when you met someone that knew how to do a move, that they dude were was God. legit. That dude went to the you arcade. Know? He that that game was his. <laughs> like he would go to the arcade just for that game. And God help anyone who put down a quarter. And it was like, all right, I've got next. That's another thing I missed too. Putting down quarters to say I've got next. You know. Oh yep, man. Yep. Speaking yeah. of Street Fighter, funny fact: guess who was born today in 1965? Sagat, Ryu, Ken, <laughs> Ryu. Just everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is like, uh, uh, I'll say everybody. One, one of those will be right. Kimmy. No, with did names. I did it. I did it. Damn You're it, welcome. Greg. We're supposed to let the audience guess that one. Thanks a lot, uh, Greg. Who was it? Ryu? Oh, sorry. Asshat. Yeah, it was Ryu. No, Ryu, Ryu, whatever. Ryu. What is the correct pronunciation? Because when I, I was a kid, I thought it was Ryu. And then yeah. I was corrected in middle school and it was Ryu. And I was like, all right, it's Ryu. And I now think it's like, I think both. it's like a, like a potato, yeah, like tomato, tomato. Potato, 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 potato yeah. spud kind of thing. Ryu, Ryu. But who says potato? People from Minnesota, like, Who says maybe? tomato? Minnesota? <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Fago, don't, don't you know? know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We've gone into accents, know. ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You never know what you're going to get with the Bad Cody Boogie <laughs> podcast. We should also check out on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're here every Thursday, everyone, at 930 yeah. Eastern. Get up with the plug. I might just talk like that for the rest of the podcast. That, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like yeah. Stick to put into no my kidding. eyes. God, but <laughs> make sure you tip your waitress people before yeah, you leave. The store. I remember, I remember um, what what really blew me away uh, when I was a young kid with old school gaming, and it's so weird to call this like old school gaming the N sixty four, and because uh, I came from you know uh, just playing board games to the Nintendo to the NES Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, I played at my cousin's house, like one of my friends had it. And then eventually we, we got a Genesis, and, and that was dope. I'll go back and talk about that. But I remember still with the Genesis, I, and again, I don't remember seeing commercials or anything. And again, this is time before YouTube, or time before Google, time before all this social media and stuff. So you only knew things by word of mouth or just by seeing stuff. So I remember my, my parents and I, we, uh, like my family, we stopped off in Best Buy. And uh, I remember, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you can go to the video game section or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, so my mom went to remember. My dad was, like, walking up and we were going. I remember seeing these huge screens with, like, N64 and Mario. And I was just like, what? That's not Mario. I'm like, wait, that's Mario? It's weird. And I, I couldn't understand that he was in 3D. It was weird. Like, it, 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 like, I don't know how to describe it because it was used to a 2D world. So when I saw Mario, I'm just like, wait, how is that Mario? Is that a movie? Like, cause I can, I can, I can grasp that as a kid. And I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. So as I walk up and walk up, I see this whole display of a bunch of N64s and kids are playing. I'm like, wait a minute, you can play that? I thought it was a movie. That's, is, is that a video? Is that a v- yeah, VHS? I was like, is that a VHS? Is that a, is that a VHS? And the guy was like, no, it's, 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 it's a game. It's a new system from Nintendo. And I was like, what? And he, and some kid left and, uh, and I got to touch the controller, which was like a weird controller. And, and I was moving Mario around in like this different axis, you know, not side to side, but forward and backwards. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> my mind just opened up more as a kid and I was like, whoa, what is this new realm of possibility? Another axis? Like, what? This is crazy. And I was like, yeah, look, and go over here and jump and do this. And I was like, what the? It was a huge leap, huge leap. And then when my friend's guy, I went over to his house and we're playing GoldenEye and, and Shadow of the Empire and it was crazy to me, this system. Absolute leaps and bounds in technology. I was like, holy crap, like, I went from 2D to, to this. I was like, this is like a movie. <laughs> it's like I'm playing a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that was when the internet was, was really coming up too. It was around that N64 time. I, I remember that's when GameFAQs was like king. 
And Game facts, whole yeah, more gore. Like now we just wow. like know what to do. But before then, <laughs> before YouTube, there was Game Facts, and it was literally for those of you who don't know, just a text document that was hundreds, if not thousands, of pages long yep. that someone wrote or a community wrote. And there wasn't any pictures. There wasn't anything. You just had to go based off of that author's description. And there was always like, what, 20 or 25 different kind of uh, different articles or different walkthroughs of the same thing. But you had to find that one guy who knew what he was talking about and who could get really. It was almost like they're writing a novel based off the video game and what to do next. It was crazy. Uh, and that's how you really started to like figure out like you know if you get all of the stars in Mario 64, Yoshi shows up and you get a new triple jump kind of thing. And that's and even even with the internet, there are still rumors going along, and you're seeing this with Pokemon Go even today, where it's like you know in Mario 64 it was like with the internet they said yeah if you do this and this 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 and uh, hit this <laughs> in just a certain way you get to play as Luigi. Whoa! And you're like what? And it, it I don't think it was true. I could never figure it out, but it was just like you. What? You can play as Luigi? What's what's going on here? He's not just hunting ghosts? What? Although I didn't know how he was hunting ghosts because that was after <laughs> that. But wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Um, but it was still like it fed into one another. And and, and I remember I remember like uh, like secrets like that, cool things happening. Figuring out like uh, when I had my, my Genesis and I was playing Sonic and I was like, oh, like I and one of my friends like, oh, if you if you plug it oh, in a second Sonic. controller, you can play as Tails. I was like, what? No, you can't. That's dumb. And we, we plugged it in. He was like, oh, he's like, I'm controlling. T- oh, control Tails. This is crazy. And because there's no internet and you just yeah. had that sense of wonder. Like, oh, I remember when uh, when a buddy of mine bought over like the, the Terminator game for Genesis, and I was like, what is this? This is crazy. And like, I remember like back then, like, the, remember like the graphics being just the most amazing things you've ever seen. I remember like me for for, for Genesis, I was like, holy crap, look at this. How do they? And I'm just looking at it from an artistic stand, uh, uh, standpoint, the art artistic. And I was just like, holy crap, look at the lights and look at the, the way they do things. And, you know, there were some levels in Sonic that seemed 3D, but it was it was on a 2D scale. And I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. I remember, like, my dad was like, wow, look at the technology. <laughs> I remember him saying, like, wow, look at the technology <laughs> in these games. And I was like, right, isn't it nuts? And he was just like, man, I remember like, he was just watching me play Sonic one time. And he was like, look at this. And I was like, do you want to play? He's like, no, 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 this is, like, I just want to watch you play. This is crazy. Like, look at this thing. And then my mom came over and she's like, oh, wow, what? Like, that's those are the games games now and uh, it, it's nuts i mean like did, did you guys uh ever, ever dabble in genesis or know someone who had a sega oh oh yeah yeah like my yeah. house was definitely like a genesis house and like um because again like, you know my friends my my brother's best friend he had nintendo my brother had uh sega genesis but they used to do something that was you can only do with the old school systems was that every now and then they would trade <laughs> systems for a week you know like hey i'll borrow your nintendo if i if you if you want to borrow my sega genesis then you borrow your super nes you know so it'd be a system of equal value, not like lesser system, but you know whatever. And they would do that constantly, which you really can't do now because like the systems are like entertainment systems now. So once they're plugged in, they're pretty much plugged in. But like old school systems, you can just like pack it up, unplug it. In fact, I remember the Nintendo and the Genesis used did the they? same exact connection cord. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, they did. Like they used the same. In fact, it was back in those days. It was all universal to a degree. So like. You can pretty much unplug your system, bring it to your friend's house, and plug it in with like his opposing system, and it would work. Hmm. The only things that were different, obviously, were the controller, the control connections. But like, I remember my brother doing the same thing, describing Sonic the Hedgehog 
to his buddy over the phone. I remember his, the exact words were, it's incredible. It's like you're moving and the background's following you <laughs> in 3D. And like I hear his friend on the other line going, holy crap, that's amazing. So it's like, yeah, like it was like such an amazing, I mean, not that it is it now, but like it was just an amazing time for games because like everything was mind blowing at that point. Yeah. Even things we consider simple now are just like. Poof. You can't tell me when Sonic and Knuckles came dude. out that you didn't try to put every goddamn cartridge. Hell that you yeah! Owned on there to play yes, Sonic I did, game. dude. Yes, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, what about this? Nothing. Okay. What about this? Nothing. And you never got like dissuaded. Like the whole Absolutely. library just. Uh, it was great. Absolutely. I thought it was, that was so genius cool. marketing. I remember too. hearing about that as genius. a kid. I was like, "Wow, you could really hurt me good. And then like every kid was like. Swapping cartridges and yeah, like either going to the library or something like to trying to like find the right cartridge and just <laughs> kids just testing things out, just like <laughs> trying to break games and, and play like man, that, that sense of wonderment back then, you know, yeah. it's like it's like a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think also like with those games, though, especially those systems, like so nowadays when it comes to Xbox or PS4. Same game on two different systems. There's like minor differences, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, maybe like this is rendered a bit better than that, whatever. But it's like nowadays, it's like Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. Back in those days, though, like there really was a difference between the systems and the same game on each system. You know, because I think like I forget which. I think it might have been Nintendo or Super Nintendo that had like the better sound card, so you had like better music for the games, and like Sega Genesis had like better colors or vice versa. I forgot which one it was. But, like, the games are completely different on either system. You know, even though they were the same fucking game, yep. they were done completely differently on either one for what the systems can handle and, like, how they were built. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I th- think it might, might have been uh, uh, the the Genesis had, like, the, the better better colors and it was a bit uh, faster and stuff. Because I remember going to... <clears throat> I remember growing up in the 90s, it was like, <laughs> roller skating was popular back in the day. Oh, yes, all the kids yeah. roller skated. Roller skated and rollerbladed. Yeah. I remember, remember when rollerblades came out, it was like, whoa, what? I know. I could be just like the guys on Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yes. Yes. But uh, before rollerblades came out, they're like, roller skating was very popular. And you would go to roller skating rings that had arcades. It was like, it was like Chuck and Cheese everywhere. I remember uh, in, in Miami, there was um, where I grew up. There was, uh, there was a roller skating ring called Hot Wheels. And you went to Hot Wheels, and Hot Wheels had, like, the biggest arcade ever that I've seen as a kid. I remember, like, I went, like, uh, I went there for a birthday, and I had a birthday to myself. And uh, I remember when I went there for a birthday, I walk in, and uh, I really just wanted to run. As a kid, you just want to run to the arcade and everything. So I walk in for the first time. Like, you, like you, it smells like a bowling alley because, you know, the floor and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, you know, my parents are getting skates. <laughs> and I look over, and you see this massive arcade. I was like, holy crap. And some of the older kids there were, you know, they, they were cool. And I was just like, whoa, look at these games. I remember seeing some games were different than others, this and that. And they were like, yeah, this one has, like, the Genesis, whatever, like, 32-bit. And, like, this one has a Nintendo and this one there. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because in my head as a kid, like, these things didn't have stuff inside of them. It was just – it just was, you know. Like, there yeah. wasn't a console attached to a TV. It just was the thing. And I remember thinking, oh, cool. I was like, wait, I have a Genesis. This is this is neat. So this is the better thing. Yeah, cool. But uh, I remember just like all the amount of games. That's the other thing. Because of the lack of internet and YouTube and stuff, you, I didn't know how many games were out there. So I only had a, I had, I had a couple games. It, it was pretty good. But to see all these arcade games, I was like, wait, there's like 
tons of games for this thing for the Nintendo and for uh, and for, for for Sega. I was like, holy crap! I didn't know there was this much. I was like, there's an Alien game, like Aliens. There's uh, there's like Aladdin. <laughs> there's like these uh, these helicopter games. These like these uh, uh, police games, and it was just so cool. Like Dick Tracy, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, Moonwalker! Moonwalker, you son of a bitch moonwalker oh dude you just brought back you can memories play right there, as man. michael jackson is smooth criminal criminal outfit and you can like like jump on like uh, on a pool table and like toss one like and he he would dance and everything i was like michael jackson moonwalker i was like holy oh God. yeah like i remember like your your special skill like when you like had to kill like a bunch of enemies all at once was the fucking dance when he would <laughs> lean and he would yes. do that like oh yes, my God, dude, dude it was so hype oh god earthworm jim yeah, another uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. classic. There, my favorite thing about Earthworm Jim, I think it was on the first level where, like, there's, like, a cow, like, on the level. And you, like, jump on this, like, plank that launches the cow, like, in the air. Excuse me. Now, you don't have to do it. But something to do, you know, just for fun. And, like, in every level, you would see, like, the cow, like, floating in the background, like, in the sky, like, flying by or whatnot. <laughs> if you jumped on the plank. So, it's like, if you didn't jump on the plank, you didn't see like, the, cow, the cow ever again. But if you did jump on the plank... You see the cow like flying like somewhere in the air in the and, and like during the game, and when you finally beat Earthworm Jim, and it ends with I forgot who he's saving or whatever, but like the cow like lands on Earthworm Jim, and that's how the game ends. Nice, <laughs> nice. And that's if you jumped on the plank. If you don't jump the plank, it just ends like ends. But with that, it's like. No, <laughs> and like he gets crushed. I, I, I love to talking about the, these games. Like they're they're so exciting. And uh, what, what what are some of your, your favorite old school games that you just just gave you that like yes. Um, for me, it was probably Vector Man. Ooh, nice. Vector classic. Man. That's nice. a classic. Uh, Vector game. Man 1 was great. Vector Man 2 took us to that next level, though, where you could, like, fuse with certain types of insects, like a rhino bug, and you got rhino abilities. Uh, there's, like, a scorpion one, and I think there's a fire bug as yeah. well. Like, it just really escalated it. It was great. Um, I still remember the code for it. Call a cab. <laughs> it was yeah. C A left left A C A B, yeah. and it turns like this little tiny dot that can go like anywhere on the stage. Oh, nice. Um, the other thing that I'm actually I'm thinking about is going to stream this because uh, I picked it up on the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, Wonder Boy, which Wonder was like Boy. a sick game. Yeah, and I never beat it as a kid, and it wasn't even me that had it. It was uh, one of the one of the kids on the street, and we would go there like almost every day in the summer and just like try to beat it and play it. And we never did. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, and the, the color palette on that is incredible. I, I think, I think we all had that one kid in the block who had, who had like everything, oh, you yeah. know? Got yeah. It. Like yeah. I, I had this, this one kid, uh, he was, he was cool. His name was Andrew. And, um, I think his dad was like a limo driver or something like that anyway. And, uh, yeah, he had, this kid had everything. It was crazy. I'd go to his house. Like we went to the same school, elementary school, um, I would go to his house to play like it was in the same like apartment complex and everything. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, go have fun. And I remember this kid introduced me to something I had no idea existed. And I never again because of lack of Internet and stuff back then. Oh, the sense of wonderment was amazing. Um, he was like, hey, you want to play some games? Like, yeah, sure. You know, he hooked up his uh, his Genesis and and he put another attachment on it. And I was like, what is that? He was like, oh, this hooks up the Sega channel. And I was like, Sega channel. I was like. I had Sega you Channel. You had Sega that Channel? That was the great... Oh, my yes, God. You I had wretch? Sega Channel. Jesus. It was, like, the greatest thing ever. No, no, no. It wasn't me. Right. It was, like, my... Um, it was, like, my uh, sister's, like, fiance uh, at the okay. time. 
He was like a really, really big gamer. And this fucker worked for like three months saving up for the wow. Sega channel. Finally, he came home. I'll never forget it. He came home, pushed me in the corner. And he's like, I got Sega channel. <laughs> Your sister's going to be gone for eight hours. And for those who know this, the- I got some pizza. The- I got some pizza and soda. We're going upstairs and we're playing Sega Channel. <laughs> and and dude, we played it until like sundown. Like Sega Channel was like, it was uh, it was like um just phenomenal, like you know, an incredible, incredible. Thing it, it was have. it was like uh, the the pay per view, but for Sega Sega Genesis games, right? Is that a fair uh, fair description? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it was. It's like you had Sega Channel, and um, if I remember correctly, like there were game it almost works kind of like the how they work now with like free games that show up with like uh, PS Plus or like Xbox Xbox Gold it's like there were games that were always on that you could play and i think there were like new ones that would show up like every month kind of like cable also where like you would always have your standard mm-hmm. stuff and then like premieres and shit like that so there's like a lot of games that i played on Sega Channel that i never even heard Same. of before or after like one specific called Alien Soldier Alien Soldier was like a phenomenal fun ass fucking like uh, platformer mm-hmm. because the shit you can do like you're shooting like stuff from your hands and you're like an alien cop and I think you're like a griffin or something like that <laughs> but, like you're an alien cop yeah That's... it was like some weird shit but it was like that, that it was like you would you would do all this crazy shit you would like run really fast across the screen fucking things up and you'd fight like contra looking monsters and stuff like it was like look it up on YouTube like some of the images and the gameplay it was actually a really really that fun description game. right there is just the antithesis of like of that entire generation it's like okay what are kids like what are you know, it was such a crazy time back then you know just look, look at like, like Turtles in Time I'm gonna come back to the Sega channel look at Turtles in Time it's like oh what are kids like like Ninja Turtles they're like dinosaurs they're like time travel yeah, let's put all yeah, like pizza let's put that in there. what else they like like the future let's put like some hoverboards like it just it was such an amazing time but dude Sega channel was sick yeah like that's how I I, I, uh, I found out about an amazing game called streets of rage like uh that, that kid andrew streets of yes. rage dude he dude he put this game on and i was like what is this he was like oh you don't know it's the streets of rage and i was like okay let's play and of course you know we had we, we had a bunch of controllers so so he and i were playing and i was just like whoa what is this like to this day, like that game is so dope. It's just like this, this side scrolling of I mean, just like multiplayer game with like you're 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 like uh like these these street punks and you're cleaning up the city and there's like aliens in that too. There's like monsters and aliens and, and like punching and kicking and all this kind of stuff that kids love and it was such an epic game. And again, going back to games were hard games had um you know they had they wanted to kill you in that game too when you get to a certain level it's just hard even when it's like you and your buddy playing it's like all right we're up to this level again let's go i remember we can never make a pass to the baseball stadium as kids i mean that thing was so so hard but uh oh man you needed skill back then to play those games you can't just pick up a new game and okay we're doing good oh here's a checkpoint what checkpoint there are no checkpoints no save points back then so for those of you, so for those of you watching on the home sit, home home game, I actually have Sheets of Rage two on my yeah. iPhone. Can you believe that it was on a, a console system as a kid? A whole system. It was a whole cartridge. It was a lot of money, and now it's on your phone. Yep, it's amazing. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What's what's some of your uh, so, so some other games that you really like from the past? Some other games. Um, yeah. Comic Zone for sure. That was a classic. Ooh, where nice. it, it took my two loves and put them together: comic books and video games. And that you was could the one with like punch. um, 
punch through like the, the cells and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like yeah. it was like being drawn as you played through it. And like the whole story was, and it was so stupid, but it was so good. Um, your rat, your pet rat gets like j- thrown into the comic book that you're creating and you have to jump in to, to go save it. And there were points where like you had like, you know, extra lives, you had weapons, stuff like that. It was very much a combination. It was, it was, I would say a more ingenious streets of rage and concept. You know, it was like the almost like the isometric kind of almost not really eh, more side scroller. But like you punch through the panels at the end of each one, you have a superhero meter that you go up. If you did a completionist at the end of it, you became a full superhero. You had the power ups where you could just like punch onto the panel and the page would rip and all the enemies would die in it. It was it's a really cool concept from beginning to end. Um, another classic that not a lot of people have heard of or probably remember is for NES called Blaster Master. I don't know if you guys had that, but that, that was another, another I think I've one. heard of that. Another one. Again, you're a kid who has his pet runs away. So you're a kid with a frog and the frog runs away or something like that. And you have to go find the frog and you somehow get this spacesuit with like a, a tank and you have to go through and defeat all these crazy mutant aliens. Uh, it was a combination of top down view and side scrolling. So when you're in your tank, you're it's a side scrolling platformer. And when you jump out and you enter the levels, it's top-down view, like a super zoomed-in Zelda, is what I would say. Um, There's a second one that was for Sega Genesis. Didn't play that one. I heard, didn't hear very good things about it. But that was like, again, that was one of of those things you hear about the cheats. You hear, if you go up to a boss and you have a certain gun and you shoot it and you pause the game, the game registers all of the hits. Like, it doesn't pause the animation for the weapons. So you can literally just, like, pause it, walk away, go get a drink, go to the bathroom, (laughs) come back, unpause it, and the boss is dead. Oh, wow. Kids everywhere just... (laughs) Yep. Classic. That's awesome. I can imagine just like parents, because like uh, also back then, you know, you had to leave your system on, you know, oh, yeah. like, the, you know, for, oh, for the games, yeah. you know, for, for the time frame where there was no saving, you know, which came, which came later. But for the, some some of those games, yeah, you just like pause the game or, you know, turn the TV off or something like that. I remember one of my buddies we was saying, I was trying to beat um, uh, like like Vector Man, like the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just going through and he paused it, turned the TV off. And he was like, hey, what is this doing? You got to turn it off. Like. You know, like, you don't, <laughs> you don't pay bills. You got to turn it off. What are you doing? He's like, no, dad. I'm like, I'm almost there. <laughs> like, don't turn it off. Oh, and God. you even risk, like, the game freezing, though, if you left it on for too long. Yeah, that's the other caveat. Too. I, remember, I remember playing uh, Aladdin on Genesis, and uh, I remember it was, uh, it was time for us to go somewhere, and I paused it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so far. Like, I'm in the dungeon level. I know I can get through it, whatever. So I paused it, turned, turned the TV off, and... We went to like party or whatever and came back and like I, I came back and I was like, wait, like, I can't wait. Click. I was like, click, 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 click. You're like, no, it's not moving. No, it's frozen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had time now. Why? I had time. I now. Had time. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. And I mean, everyone had those staples too, right? Everyone had their Mega Mans. They had their Mario's, like the Sonic. Those are all classics. Jump uh, and shoot, it, man. It's those caveat, the caveat. It's those like those niche ones that really stick with you. Like uh, another one for me, Little Nemo Dream Master, which is actually who I use on for my stream and my my overlay. He's just but this little kid who jumps through his dreams or nightmares, and you have to go from one end to the other, and you can feed uh, certain creatures candy, and you can either ride them, uh, you can 
gain their abilities or even more. Like it was such a crazy fucking game. And it, to this day, it just sticks with me. It was an animated movie too, uh, before the game, I think, or maybe around the same time. But it was just like, I was sitting there. I was like, I could be Nemo. This could be me. This is great. <laughs> and like the color palette was great. The exploration was incredible. You, there was maybe three or four different ways you could beat any given level, which was nuts. Like you could go all the way down in the, on the very first level. You can go down, get the mole costume and just dig around and find secrets. Or you could just go right through it normally. It was fucking nuts. Like it was such a great game. Oh man, you know what else is um, great? The uh, time. For yeah, I was gonna say that. There. I was just gonna. Yeah, my secret question. Secret question time. So guys, uh, to kind of summarize the evening, we have been really just walking down memory memory lane and have been. Reminiscing fondly on some classic games from our childhood. Um, my secret question to you, to you guys this week is a relatively simple one, but it's, it's a good one. If there is only one game from your childhood that you could play for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, God. Yeah. And while you're thinking, I'm going to show you this little relic from my childhood. Do you see that? Oh my God! Are those Toys R Us bucks? That's a Jeffrey, Jeffrey my friend. Oh Jeffrey my the giraffe. Fun this buck. is still valid. What? At no Toys shit. R Us. Yeah, uh, a couple years ago, my dad found a stash that we had. We, my brother and I, had never used. We got this every year for the holidays. Um, so he found a stash. It was like sixty bucks or something, like ridiculous. Like over the years between my brother and I, he's like, "Here, do you want it?" So I just walked into the Toys R Us and I was like. I want this. Can I use this? And they're like, yeah. And like, like they get it all the time. Like every day. It's an everyday occurrence. Like they, it's such an everyday occurrence that the new people know how to handle it. Damn. That's crazy. No so shit. I, I kept one for myself. Cause that's, I'm never getting rid of that. That's, that's childhood right there. And then uh, what are you going to get for a dollar anyways? But now that we stalled adequately enough, sir, what's your answer? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, Razzle man. dazzle you. Now you've even forgot about Razzle the dazzle him and they'll never be wise. <laughs> oh, man. If I one one game from my childhood to play forever. Oh, God. I mean, it's crazy because uh, I would want to pick like a good RPG or something like that. I, I would say maybe uh, Chrono Trigger. Ooh. Chron- definitely nice. Kremlin Chrono Trigger. You, you, can, you can. There there are a, a ton of endings for Chrono Trigger. And for those of you who know, I mean, come on, Chrono Trigger. I'm not going to even explain it. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, who are, we, who are we talking to here? Who's this podcast for? You know what Chrono Trigger is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, like Chrono Trigger. Oh, man. I remember for first playing that when I was young. And like, I, again, like I didn't know what it was, but I just looked it up in uh, in, in one of those magazines. I, I think I was out somewhere. And that's the only other way. Like there was uh, there was like game magazines. I remember when those came around. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I remember seeing that name Chrono Trigger. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, I ended up playing it somehow. And when I started to get into it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I never played, like, an RPG before, you know. Uh, and it was just so engaging. The music, the characters, the the yeah. plot, the, the story. And as you, you kept going, I'm like, man, this game, it, it's not over yet. It's just not done. 
and and there were save points, which was really cool and like such a, such a weird concept. Like, oh, you go to the sparkling thing and it's a checkpoint. You can save here and you know bring up your HP and MP, and it's just such a cool story, you know, about Chrono going through time. And there's different things you can do. And I, I was you know when I always go back and play, I always get confused. There's a certain time where you have to go back to the past, and then a certain part of the future, then to the present, then you got to go back to a certain part of the past. It's 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 crazy. But uh, yeah, I would say a Chrono Trigger. If I had to choose one game from from childhood, I think it'd be that. It has a lot of replayability. It uh, has a fantastic story, beautiful soundtrack, and I just remember being so enthralled. Just I don't even remember what was going on around me, like when when stuff was happening. I was just just inside of the game. Classic, Dave. What about you? So just so you know, you can actually buy Chrono Trigger on the App Store on yeah, yeah it's ten bucks. I know. So know. for anyone listening right now. Um, cause I have it. Ah, um, so God, one game that I could play for, I was actually looking through like, what, what would I want to play? Yeah. It's just looking like, what could I, what do I want to play? Yeah. I was stalling um, for you. I was like, oh, you fool. <laughs> uh, shit. I would have to say kid chameleon. Nice. Um, old school Sega Genesis school. classic. Yeah. Um, for those of you who've never played kid, kid chameleon, it kind of took like, the story of the Matrix, where basically there's this new arcade system where you actually got to go into the game and play the game. But at some point, like uh, the monsters and villains started escaping the game and started kidnapping kids and bringing them back into like the um, bringing them back into like the game system and kidnap and take keep them in there. So you play as this guy known as Kid Chameleon. Well, they never gave him his. I don't remember his name, but his, the game is called Chameleon. Basically, he's like the best gamer out there. And he goes to play the game and, like, free everybody who's, like, stuck in the game. And the premise was, um, yeah, and the premise was basically, like, you would have, like, these different helmets or masks that would, like, fall on the character. And it would, like, basically take the shape and form of that, of that mask and characters. For instance, it had this one, like, helmet that would fall on you that was kind of like a knight's helmet. So then once it would fall, it would transform into a knight. And he really couldn't, like, hit stuff per se. He didn't have any attacks at that point, but he had lots of armor. And he was able to, like fall through the floor because how much how much armor he had or my favorite guy was like a hatchet guy so like you would get like the jason mask that would fall on him and he would just like and he would just like shut like shuck hatchets at people like that was like his attack and um it was a lot of cool shit like that now like every level did have like shit like its own type of like um character you could play as but since each and every single helmet had its own power you could use that power to either get somewhere else in the level or defeat like a certain like Whoa. villain or a certain like monster um, now once you like basically once the helmet fell on you like you became that 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 persona like the that mask. power but you couldn't switch to anything else until another helmet fell on you or you got hit enough where like the basically like the helmet broke off basically so there's a lot of tactics to it because it's like alright I need to get to this point in the level which I don't need to but it'll bring me to another point in like another level so I need to get this helmet to climb up there so I can get to that point because there's like several different exits exits out of every single stage. So the game had I think over a thousand levels was the actual like um selling point of it. So just because you got out of this part of the stage doesn't mean your friend got out of that same part. You probably got off another part of the stage, but sent him somewhere else in the game that sent you somewhere else in the game. And he probably went somewhere else. I completed like that exit that brought him to where you were, but then you hit an exit that brought him somewhere completely different. So it was like no two people would have the same gameplay. Mm. You would start the game exactly the same way, like on the same exact level, but then it would just like go somewhere else. I remember my brother and I would play that game for like hours, hours. That was like our Friday night. Like we would like get Dr. Pepper, 
get some pizza, and we'd play like Kid Chameleon pretty much like the entire awesome. night. Nice. Good times. I, I'm going to say E.T. Get out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, what's another terrible game? Get out. It's not even uh, funny. Get the hell out. Seriously, get out, Greg. God uh, damn no, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to go the RPG route, uh, just like Serge did, and I'm going to say Earthbound. Ooh. I've never beaten it. But man, like I think I've gotten maybe halfway through it, and it's such a great game. Like it's got great art style, it's got a great like great writing, uh, a lot of undertones that you wouldn't pick up if you don't pay attention. So that's why I think multiple play playthroughs would really benefit from that. Uh, so that's would probably be the one, unless I'm feeling more action oriented, and then I would say uh, Double Dragon Battletoads. Nice. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Because that's just like a oh, great yeah. team up game. Like, who doesn't like that? You know what I mean? Um, but I think that's that's it. That's just yeah. That's one thing we don't anyways. like: the ending of the podcast. We have fun here. We have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Back Into Funky podcast. This is issue number thirty. Kicking it old school with gaming. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to us every single podcast or the podcast that you like and you pick out. We've talked about Game of Thrones. We talked about Captain America, movies, TV shows. There's a podcast for everyone. Make sure to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud for your Android users. We're here every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern uh, on Twitch.tv slash Bad Coyote Funky. Make sure to check out Twitch.tv slash Booster Greg. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> also, make sure to check out Twist.tv slash Bearded Menace. Hadouken! <laughs> Alright, everyone. Thank you Iger. for tuning in. I'm Sergio with Bad Kitty Funky. Make sure to check out BadKittyFunky.com for everything you actually care about without all the garbagey fluff of the regular news. We get to the point, people. We get to the point. That's what we do. We talk about everything that we care about in our nerdy world. Gaming, comics, TV shows, and more. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you later. We'll see you another time. Or never. Or we'll see you never. Skip it about boop 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 bo